Hello. Well, I was just going to take some notes and add this movie into one of my Messin' with Media episodes, but it didn't take long for me to accumulate too many notes for that. Freaky is rated R. It just came out on HBO Max. It was in theaters in late 2020. It has an 84% certified fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience liked it nearly as much. So, did I like it? I'm struggling with that, but my ultimate answer is no-ish. I give the movie 2.6 out of 5 stars, but I do recommend it because I do feel that the filmmakers largely achieved what they wanted to create. An over-the-top horror comedy that leans into the gore while never getting too serious. Now, I do have personal issues with how well that goal was received by myself, but I think most people would enjoy the movie. I just found it to be riddled with issues that prevented me from being absorbed into this world that they built and, in my experience, attempted to build. Right off the bat, I found the opening dialogue of the movie to be strange, and it didn't feel like a conversation that these four teens would be having around their little posh fire. However, I only noted two other times where the dialogue really felt off. One of those times being when a teacher says something to Millie. I'll introduce the characters soon, but she's the main protagonist of the movie. The teacher is an asshat, so him saying something like he said wasn't the issue. It's when he added that she's always flirting and begging for attention. That was my issue. I could give a pass on the begging for attention, even though she's a quiet girl because she always shows up late to his class. But the flirting part is not the Millie we are introduced to. She is so shy that she writes an anonymous poem and puts it in her crush's locker without informing him it's from her. There will be many more inconsistencies ahead. First, let's do a spoiler-free overview of my thoughts on the movie. For reference, in case you know nothing about Freaky, it's a slightly dark comedy with heavily horror-inspired situations and imagery, and the main premise is that Vince Vaughn is a serial killer who ends up swapping bodies with a teenage girl. I'll begin with the tone of the movie. It is extremely violent, but it's a horror comedy, and it tries to be extremely funny too. But I think it misses most of the shots that it takes with the humor. The reason I found them to be misses is because for a lot of the early humor, where the movie really packs it in back to back to back, as the two body-swapped characters are trying to find their way in their new bodies, The filmmakers continuously put them both in several situations that people simply wouldn't put themselves in, knowing that they look like someone completely different physically. They are someone completely different. It's just unauthentic and not genuine to real-world actions. So, let's talk about the writing. I believe this was a good but probably incomplete and almost definitely a flawed script. Incomplete just in the sense that I am guessing there was a lot of leeway or maybe non-specifics in terms of how certain scenes should unfold and how certain characters should behave. 
I think there were some minor rewrites from the suits above, and then on the fly from the director as well, which is totally normal, but this director has a lot of credits for writing, and since I suspect some things got altered from the script to better fit the director's vision, it adds up as a theory. Because my suspicions are that the original script didn't push the hilarious so hard. I suspect the writers had a slightly different vision based on how serious certain aspects of the movie are, especially the cold open, which is typically used to set a tone and set expectations for the viewer. But in this case, I think it worked against the rest of the movie for myself. Because it's very possible that many of my issues with the movie were a purposeful meta-commentary on movie, mostly horror movie, tropes. I just brought up the director a short moment ago, so let's talk about the directing. I think the director is probably a fine director. I think he got what he wanted from everyone, really. The performances were great from everyone. I just think he made some poor choices with what he wanted. I think he tried to play up the comedy too much when the comedy was built into this movie with having Vince Vaughn playing as a teenage girl for most of it. And I think those choices, along with possible alterations or maybe interpretations of the tone of the original screenplay, created an uneven tone in the movie. A tone that took me up until around the third act to accept And since that was about the time that they were transitioning into the final act, those dramatic shifts in tone were largely over with anyways. Before I make my own shift, I think playing it straight and allowing situations to come up more naturally would have worked far better in this movie. This is part of what I think the director or the suits may have added to the script or altered some of the script for whatever reason. But I can only speculate, and I think I did enough of that already. Time for the shift. Let's talk a little bit about character. There is a gay character in this movie who feels a bit over-stereotyped and starts off as quite unlikable. As a character, I think he knows he's a bit of a walking-talking gay stereotype, and so that stereotypicalness plays better as the movie goes on. But when his character is first introduced, it is him semi-harassing an elderly man, basically catcalling him via a stupid joke. And then moments later, he says a very rapey statement, gets called out for that rapey statement by his friend, Nyla, and then says, good. Have you seen the menu in this town? I was hoping the movie didn't want me to like him based on those interactions. Had he been a stereotypical jock saying those things, I would have known for sure that the movie didn't want me to like him and that he's an asshole who's going to die. But I don't know the last time a movie wanted me to dislike the gay teen friend, and that turned out to be the case. They wanted me to like him. In my opinion, there was some misguided early characterization. Those things that I just mentioned were supposed to be humorous. I don't find someone's sexuality, race, or gender to be an excuse for their actions. I tried to hold everyone to the same standards. That said, the character and I moved on from our early differences, and I liked him for the rest of the film. That is not the only character issue. This next complaint starts off with a compliment. I loved Vince Vaughn's acting. He did a great job of acting as a young, prissy teenage girl. 
The issue with that is, Millie was not a prissy girl. And this is one of those things that I assume the director is to blame for. One of those issues I had with his choices. Maybe it was a Vince Vaughn decision, but the director had to okay it then. I think they just found Vaughn's portrayal of a prissy teenager to be so well done and humorous that they decided not to stay true to the character of Millie. And believe me, it's a fun watch because of his character and his acting. It's just one of the many inconsistency issues that I have that prevented me from believing what the movie was selling, from being fully invested. I'll wrap up character with saying there were a shit ton of decisions that made no sense that will come up in the spoiler portion. As a general issue, there were four very similar and specific times where the horror trope of character make stupid decision while life on the line came up. One of them was possibly the stupidest decision I've ever seen a character make in a movie, which only exasperated the other occurrences. Three quick things to cover. Cinematography, score, and the special effects. I thought the score was fine, nothing special, and the cinematography was fine as well, except for one actual issue, which may have been done in editing. It seems like they cut the movie to be wide-angle, but it was not shot with that intent. There are some shots where the tops of people's heads are cut off awkwardly. It's possible there were just a few poorly composed shots. Specifically, I'm thinking of a scene at the department store in the changing area. That's when I noticed it. And from that point forward, it was tough to tell if shots had been resized and or trimmed or not. I'm not an expert on the subject. And then there are the special effects, mostly the gore effects, and those were almost entirely spectacular. So now let's move into spoiler territory. I know some people like to listen to the spoiler stuff even without having seen the movie, so I do make an attempt to keep major spoilers out of things or to remain vague at certain times while I'm speaking about things. I'll give you a moment to make up your mind if you want to watch the movie first or to continue listening. As a reminder, while I stall and give you a chance to turn me off, I do give the movie a soft recommend. It's been well received and it's not void of entertainment, it is entertaining. But without fuzzier crew, let's dig in a bit and as a preamble, mostly I just wrote down my issues as the movie went along, so we will basically be moving from issue to issue, but I hope I've slipped in enough credit for the good things to help you understand that this movie is not dog shit. The opening scene to Freaky is basically an intense third act in a slasher flick, and it includes four deaths via Vince Vaughn's hands. He's a regular human serial killer. There is nothing supernatural about him. That said, I had to question that for a little bit during the first act of the movie. In this cold open, the first kill was absolutely brutal and really well done. The second kill has a split-second shot that is also brutal. The third teen killed was murdered in a unique way, at least, and the fourth kill was meh. And immediately, we get to that character decision I was just talking about hating so much. Stupid horror movie trope decision number one. Prior to the fourth teen being slaughtered, she hides in a closet. 
This is a mansion that she lives at, and behind the closet is a secret door which she was able to hide behind from the killer without him finding her. Then, immediately, she comes out of the most perfect hiding spot. Who in the world would do that? It wasn't necessary in the least, and it immediately ruined my expectations of a really well-done movie. My other issue with this cold open is that because that's all it is, because there was no connection to the characters, because we move through these kills at a very fast pace, which limits the amount of tension being created, I can't say that was the wrong choice. I don't know. But it is the reality of the pacing in this cold open. There's a lack of tension. Then we meet our main protagonist, Millie, and her main friend group, which is a group of three. I already spoke about Josh, the gay friend, who after some turmoil I liked. And I'll jump towards the back end of the movie quickly to mention the moment that his outright stereotypically gay persona was paid off. And that was when he attempted to come out to his mom as straight. They build it up so nicely with him trying to explain away having a girl tied up in the living room. He stalls and he stalls. And finally, when the line about him coming out as straight came out, it got a genuine internal laugh from me. Then there is Nyla, Miley's other friend, who I really liked right from the start. She has a golden heart and is wise beyond her years, but in a good, friendly way. She has good advice. Unfortunately, she didn't have any character arc. She just started off really well, but there was no growth or payoffs for her that I recall. And here comes moment number two, where a character makes a decision that is mind-bogglingly stupid and only happens in a horror movie. Millie is on a bench, alone, in the dark with a known killer on the loose in town. She sees the killer halfway across a high school-sized parking lot. Killer even has a very killer-like mask on and is brandishing a large killer knife. Millie, according to the movie even, can clearly see all of this, and yet she doesn't run. She just remains sitting there informing the killer that her cop sister is on the way. Not much later, we get moment number three, after she finally did run from the killer. And as she sat under the bleachers with him right above her, then him walking away, I watched. The movie slows down and I thought, they wouldn't do this twice. They wouldn't have her leave her hiding spot just five seconds after his footsteps drifted off into the slight distance. Would they? Turns out they would. Then things happen, and both Vince Vaughn and Millie switch bodies overnight. So they wake up to find out what occurred. Vince Vaughn, as Millie now, first realizes what's occurred when she wakes up and audibly says, Where am I? Realizing her voice is deep, she wonders why she sounds like that. And you can see, as she talks again, She, Vince Vaughn, is double-checking the voice. It's done through some very subtle, natural gestures and facial reactions. Nice acting, and I liked that idea. Then she stands up, and Vince Vaughn is a tall-ass dude, much taller than Millie is. I wish they had her react to being so high off of the ground. I think that would be the second thing that you would notice 
being over a foot taller. And it could have been another subtle but funny moment. I didn't have too many issues with Vince as Millie, except for the major issue of him being a completely different character than Millie was. However, I did not understand a lot about Millie as Vince, and I'm going to start off with one thing that isn't exactly that. It's just a stupid Hollywood thing, but it's one of those little details that can help your immersion or prevent your immersion into a movie. And that is how perfect Millie Vaughn's hair was in the morning, right after getting out of bed. There's also one of the first just over-the-top stupid moments as she eats her breakfast that simply isn't funny. Is Vince not a human? Does he not know how to eat? I get that he is hungry, but no. And it wasn't even funny. Then, he somehow dolls himself up in Millie's body now perfectly. As if he's been putting makeup on himself for years. Based on how he was acting throughout the morning scene, I thought it was possible that he was some supernatural killer like Michael Myers, or something was going on that meant he had zero brain cells and couldn't even talk. But that's clearly out of the window when he does himself up so well. He is just a normal human, almost, who kills people, a serial killer, almost. And therein lies an issue with his character. Who is he? What is he? What's his past? Has he been killing for years, or is this totally a new thing for him? He's just snapped. Because based on that morning scene, and most all of the entire movie, he's a literal blood-crazed killer. Like Jaws or something. He's an unnatural force who only kills. That's all he wants to do, but that's not what he is. We know that he can use his brain based on some small moments. He's a human being, and we simply don't get any of that story. All he has is one desire, murder. No matter how much it puts him at risk of getting caught, murder. Not later, now. And this is totally unrealistic for a serial killer. Serial killers, at least the good ones, are typically masters of blending into society. He is absolutely terrible at blending in. Until he isn't. In just a few moments throughout the movie, he suddenly can pretend and blend in like when he was tied up and trying to convince Josh's mom that he is Millie. Overall, though, he is terrible at blending in. Worse than the dumbest person I've ever met would be. Millie Vaughn heads to school now, and it isn't long before... Vince Millie, <laughs> in the body of an identified killer, is also at the school. And everyone in this town knows exactly what the killer looks like. You know this because literally everyone does, including the lunch lady who is school staff, who sees him, Millie, chasing two kids and runs away. Where did that employee go? I don't know. Apparently all the way out of the school's premises, and he never, and uh, she, I don't know, lunch lady or maybe lunch guy, never gave any warning to the school that a mass murder was there because Millie has plenty of time to convince her friend that he is her. And then the threesome goes off to other areas in the school and still no lockdown occurring. 
There are two cops that go passing through the halls sometime later, but it almost seems like they are school cops or they're there for who knows what reason because we have seen no signs, heard no announcements to indicate that the school is aware that the teen killer is on their premises. Then Vince Millie gets back at the dick, well, Millie Vaughn, I don't even know which one, whatever. Um, Vince Vaughn, as Millie, gets back at the dick teacher for those comments I spoke about earlier. And you would think that a shop teacher would be well aware that you don't pull a deep item that's punctured you out of your body, especially if it's in your neck. Then he becomes totally complicit in his own death, and it's another well-done death scene after that little moment of him being overly complicit. Then the kids, Millie Vaughn, Josh, and Nyla, get out of the school as shit has gone down there, and now they are on the run. They head to a department store, the same one that Millie's mom works at, actually. And as Millie speaks with her mom from inside a changing room, she doesn't recognize her own mother's voice. It isn't until a personal detail about Millie's dad comes out that she figures out it is her mom that she is speaking with on the other side. Regardless, here is an instance of some nice writing, and it is one of the few naturally occurring moments in the movie. And thus it is believable, and it's more funny because of that. And that is when her mother asks Millie Vaughn out on a date. Then the gruesome threesome, whatever, actually I think at this point it's a foursome, we'll meet the fourth one shortly, they get their shit together. They have captured Vince Millie. There is six hours left to transfer bodies before the curse is permanent. And, you know, they do a short little game planning scene. They need the dagger that caused the curse in the first place, which just so happens to be in police evidence. The obvious route would be convince my cop sister, who has access to the evidence locker, of what occurred, and boom, you've got the dagger. That's what anyone would do, right? No, not our characters. Instead, Nyla runs into the police station and informs sister cop that Vince Vaughn is on the premises, while Millie is actually on the premises, and unaware that maybe she should be laying low as to not be seen by any cop that were to come outside looking for her in his body. You know, in case the cop decides that humans can walk, and maybe even though his last known location was behind the police station, he may now be in front of the station, where Millie Vaughn is. So, uh, that was a stupid plan. Which surprisingly backfired, but not because the cop was smart enough to scour the entire premises. However, as all of this goes on in the station, we are treated to some relationship building, which actually worked in this movie between Millie and one of the football kids, that fourth character, that she has a crush on, and who obviously has a crush on her too. You can feel a moment coming. This boy is clearly not letting the fact that Millie is a scruffy, pretty well-built, six-foot-five dude interfere with his thoughts about her. Not even in this very moment, and I didn't think they would actually go there. 
I thought they would just get comfortable with each other and whatnot, but the movie has them kiss, and it fucking worked. I thought it would be gross, or at the very least, it just wouldn't be funny, but it was pretty damn hilarious, actually, and I was in stitches. In part because I just really didn't think that they were going to actually go there, but they built it up so nicely that you kind of, you know, that it's potentially coming, and then they went there. And then we're going to fast forward some more to moment number four of characters acting horror movies stupid. And that is when three football jocks try to perv on Vince Millie, and so he kills two of them. But then, er, wait, if I'm going by continue, wouldn't it be Millie Vaughn? Sorry, it's so confusing to do this. And so Vince kills two of them, but then, but, but it's really Millie that kills two of them. <laughs> Um, and then the third one is just kind of standing around for a bit. I can understand tackling her, but when she, he, gets the chainsaw, he just asks this, um, like, the, the third jock just asks this lady who has just killed two people right in front of him, what are you doing? Why would someone try and run while their life is on the line? That wouldn't be logical. Finally, the curse gets reversed, but the movie is a Dover. And my first question was, how in the hell is Millie, now back in her own body, going to get away with this? Her DNA is all over a shit ton of people's slain bodies, and if there isn't surveillance video of her actually murdering anyone, there is for sure some suspicious footage, at the very least at the golf course, or the mini putt course, and most likely at the school too, putting her at the time and place of at a minimum one murder, which would probably open the books up to the rest. But maybe the cops do zero digging, given the circumstances, and everything just gets pinned on Vince Vaughn. Fair enough. I could go with that. And then we get a fifth occasion of serious what-the-fuck-are-you-doing-stupid-movie character. And that is when Millie is mid-swinging a knife, if I recall correctly, at Vince Vaughn while he's about to murder her and her entire family. Vince turns around facing her and she just stops mid-swing. Vince even says, don't stop, but it doesn't come off like the movie is being self-aware of how stupid that moment is. She would definitely follow through and he would have been stabbed with zero time to react, but since she stopped, he disarms her easily and is nearly going to kill her. And in the meantime, Millie's sister is WWE style laying on the ground because she got tossed on top of a television stand. There's zero chance she got knocked out, but, you know, movie, fake tension, and all that crap. So those were most of my issues, not all of them, with Freaky. Like I've said, entertaining? Yes. Well made? Only to an extent. Riddled with issues? Obviously. Too many for what I feel could have been a really, really well done movie. Issues that were entirely avoidable in my opinion. I should reiterate, it is very possible that the cold open set my expectations for something that we did not get, and thus the jarring shifts in tone caught me off guard and I put up a wall of sorts where all I could do was nitpick. I will be re-watching this movie and I think that I will enjoy it more on a second viewing. One last thing I couldn't grasp and still don't understand, based on what the movie gave us, is why Vince Vaughn didn't also want his body back. 
He literally bitches about the limitations of being in a much smaller teenager's body. They didn't develop his character to show some changing of his mind where early on in the movie he would have wanted to change back with her, but then, as he mastered a different, more mindful style of killing, he decided it was much easier in her body because A. No one suspects the sweet teenager of murder, and B. For some reason, his fascination is with killing teenagers specifically, and so he can use her body to lure others who are attracted to her very easily. That's sort of what happens, less the movie actually exploring any of that. I suspect that is stuff that was cut from the script as it developed from a dark, serious-toned comedy to an outright comedy with extreme graphical violence. Or maybe... I'm just completely wrong and this movie was always a comedy first and foremost. At 1 hour and 40 minutes, the movie felt much longer than that, so why not just tack on another 10 minutes to flesh out Vince Vaughn's story and his motivations. Take care, and thanks for listening. Regardless of my issues, this was a surprise of a movie, and that is always welcomed.